0: intro
1: beast net is brought to you by james safety services here we discuss all things fitness running rucking endurance obstacle course racing and more welcome to the beast net hey everybody it's mike with Beastnet. net i'm gonna do a quick talk here with brian because we know how much he loves to be on the being in the forefront and talk to. So Brian K's, um we just did the, the Green Beret Challenge. right? Yeah, so move the mic to your...
0: Green Beret Challenge. I just wanted to get together with some great group of friends. Yep. And uh, it was for a good cause. It was for Harvest Hope Food Bank, you know, put together by Mark Ballis.
1: He has good stuff.
0: He has good stuff. Um, I like to put in hard work. It looked like a good event. I say, why not? Yep. Got some people together and
1: and it was fun I mean you threw together all the gear we had the the yokes um two different versions the one with the two by four and the the uh cinder the block. pipe there was those were that was tough, which is just kind of it was a different type of tough because it would swing and everything else and sitting in the two by four wasn't really comfortable, but that kind of made it part of the fun but then the slush pipe, which was what about a halfway maybe even not that a quarter full pipe right of water, so as you walked the the water sloshed back and forth along with weight dangling from it so that was that was a cool one that was a nice setup so i love the setups i mean everything you did the drags yeah uh, yeah we, we kept telling him that the the best or the backpack couldn't have been 50 pounds but <laughs> then he proved us at the end that it was so it uh, was a
0: 50 pound rock it was 50
1: pound uh, rock and
0: a couple of different drags we got a tire drag and a yep. And a sandbag drag.
1: Which was cool. I mean, that's what I liked. There was a lot of different variety and all that stuff. And it's all stuff that we can make. And you know, I mean, you, like you said, you spent Friday and just sat down and put them all together and made it. I mean, it's something that you can make at home with whatever yeah, you want.
0: Whatever you have in your garage, you can throw it together in a little bit and get to it.
1: Yeah, and it shows. You know, That's one thing that we've talked about in the podcast a few times. During this whole pandemic, you don't need this expensive gear i mean you can there's a lot of stuff you can put together and do in your garage you know everything that we use today was stuff that you know i mean i guess i do have the vest and the the, the rock pack but even then i mean i have enough backpacks around here, i could probably throw 50 pounds in a backpack and go right um it's just you know not a actual rock but i mean it's still that's what a rock is it's a backpack it's just a specially built
0: one but right you know there's stuff
1: put together what you want yeah you, you wanna, don't
0: you don't have to spend a couple hundred dollars on gear
1: no you want to do a rock you know grab a backpack and fill it with books do what you have to and i mean that's yeah. that, that was what was cool on this event it was a really event that really showed us that there's so much stuff around us yeah. so and that was pretty cool so thank you for putting it all together and helping us on this and for the fact that he waited till we were all already done with round three and working on round four <laughs> when he decided to inform us that hey by the way this is a team thing we only have to do two rounds <laughs> um no comment on that <laughs> Because we'd all read that, you know, that we had to do eight rounds because we'd all read the individual. Yeah. And then he's like, Oh, yeah, as a team, we only have to do two rounds. It's like, Well, I'm already on. I might as well finish round four because I'm already on it. But yeah, so that, that was pretty fun. So
0: yeah, it no, was I, fun. I like the challenge I saw. I think we all did great. We all did way more than the team challenge, and yep. it was fun. It was. not I mean, the, the drag, I, I'll be honest, I thought the yokes were
1: going to be the worst. It was the drag. The drags were the, those put, those, those are muscles yeah. I never thought of using. And it was just a, what, maybe a 50 pound tire? Less. Yeah. And the sandbag was? It was 50. 50 pounds. And I mean, it was just, yeah, the uneven terrain, the holes. And I mean, that kind of made a whole different thing on that drag. And you'd get about a halfway done with that, you know, quarter mile, even not even that much, like Elise said, about a hundred meters in, and you're like, this
0: yes. sucks. Yeah, it's a lot worse than grabbing a plastic tub because it slides so much smoother. Yeah. Dragging a tire adds so much to it. It
1: does. And I think that's one of the things I've got enough tires over there. I could work on a couple of those because one of the things I've thought about for a drag is I've got an old picnic table that got broke. And so I have the two plastic sides and thought about just getting some screws bolting it, you know, in either side and throwing some weight on the, the, the thing and dragging it. But I think the tires actually would be worse. Yeah, than that because the table would be plastic and it would slide a lot better. Right.
0: So, you know, but... Well, but one round, yeah. Felicia broke down the yoke and drugged the cinder block yeah. with the yep. chain. Yep. That's that was awesome. awesome.
1: That was. we. I mean, we all found different ways to do it. I mean, everyone was just doing... I know on one of them, I actually... You know, what was it? Elise was doing the drag with the, the 30-pound vest. Oh, no, that was Felicia. Yeah. Elise is looking at me like, no, I didn't do that. That was Felicia. So... Yeah, but yeah, but you know, it was just finding different ways of doing it, finding different, you know, I mean, it was fun. It was fun. There was a lot of yeah. fun pictures. So we had Kyle here too, but he yeah. didn't stay for brunch. But, so we just had brunch after we finished. So, awesome. and yeah, I just wanted to, you know, bring it up and talk about it real quick. I know Brian's not big on talking, but I thought it'd be fun to make him talk for a minute after brunch. <laughs> so, and then we're going to, I'm going to bring Elise on here in a minute. We're going to go through the 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 coach you know, the coach check in and she's going to tell me all the stuff that I I need to stop doing, but no, (laughs) I trust me. I get that all the time. She tells me that I need to slow down on some stuff, but I don't understand the the, the thought of taking a break.
0: So, all right. So, well, thank you. Is there anything else you want to say, Brian? No, my word count for the day is over. (laughs) I've reached my limit. So I'm done talking and I'm going to pass it off to Elise. All right. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, Mike.
1: All right. And now we're going to take a quick pause so we can hear from our sponsors.
2: Does your business need first aid, AED, OSHA, flagging, or other safety training? James Safety Services is your one-stop shop. Find them on Facebook today at James Safety Services WA and ask for a quote on
0: hosting your training needs.
1: And we're back. All right. So now we, we, we made Brian talk enough. So we brought a lease in. And um, for those of you guys, who have, we've had a lease on before. Um, Elise is, I I always say she's my coach, but I didn't actually start paying her until recently. So, um, yeah,
2: he goes, what can I do to make you my coach? And I was like, well, uh, you can start paying me and then I can definitely be your coach.
1: So, so like I said, I called her my coach quite a bit, but it was kind of like, you know, she helped me.
2: (laughs) It's been great too. She's my
1: official coach. So,
2: well, it's been one of those things where you don't, it's. So my business coach taught me, you know, when it comes down to... When you're learning to build your business and you're trying to acquire clients, it's like dating. You don't go on the first date and ask somebody to marry you. Usually. Disclaimer. (laughs) Usually. Usually. So why would I, as a coach and as someone who's trying to offer value to somebody come out and say, Hey, I can help you. I haven't proven it to you yet, but pay me hundreds of dollars and just trust me. Yeah, You need to know the buy-in and you need to know the value of what you're getting and that I'm actually committed to helping you before you're able to commit to helping yourself. Yeah. And I think that all the, the little, little bit of work that we've done with your knee and also just the fact that we've known each other for ages now is yeah. helpful. <laughs> and
1: well, and uh, you've given me, you know, ideas and everything for years and just kind of, you know, it's one of those that I've never completely listened. And now it's like, I'm starting to listen more because I need to, you know, like I said, as of this morning, the scale said 50 pounds. So mm-hmm. yeah. I've lost 50 on the anniversary of shattering my foot, which as I call it, the, the big excuse for getting fat was the <laughs> shattering of the foot. So
2: puts a lot of things in perspective, right? It does.
1: It does. It's uh, with the running, which I know I have a, a bad habit of running too much sometimes because that's why I'm going to have issues. But <laughs> with the running, um, my big excuse was the pain in my foot. Mm hmm. Is why I didn't want to do it. But then after a while, now I'm noticing I do get that pain sometimes, Mm -hmm. but usually the next day all of a sudden I have movement. Right. And it's like, okay, that pain really is the scar tissue that I've let build up because I haven't done anything. Right. Breaking up and leaving. So, Mm -hmm. and that's what I need to do is I need to push past that, not to a pain of like injury, but just that discomfort and keep moving.
2: Well, and I think it's important to note too that, you know, unless you have formal knowledge on it and training on it, you may not be aware of either overdoing it or underdoing it and all the things that you can do to support your habits. So when we've had this discussion, especially recently about wanting to get more mileage in on running, I'm by no means like a, a running conditioning coach, but with my knowledge, it's an injury prevention, which is what I really do specialize in. It's important to talk with my client, you in this Mm -hmm. case, and let them let you know like, Hey, it's not that you can't run a marathon or a half, or a freaking ultra, or whatever the hell you want to do, right? Like, I'm never going to tell you you can't do something, but what I would like to do is play a role in getting you there so that you feel strong and you have a better experience and it doesn't absolutely murder your body afterwards.
1: And I'm not doing an ultra and then a half marathon two days later.
2: Yeah. Like, we're talking about realistic mileage and realistic goals and educating you so that when we're not working together anymore sometime in the future when you're independent that you already have the knowledge to know how not to overdo it and how to be smart about it. Yeah. So... That's the goal,
1: and yeah. it's mixing things in. So, mm-hmm. and it's like right now, my biggest thing is, is I run. Mm-hmm. I haven't been doing a whole lot other than the twenty five push up challenge. Other mm-hmm. than that, I'm not doing a whole lot besides what you know the the few things that you have on my you know my my mm-hmm. coach list to do. You know, and even before I was paying you, I was still you you were telling me what to do to to work on my knee so my right. knee wouldn't get worse. So, well, and
2: if you notice, your workouts aren't comprised of things that require you to jump and run and jog because you're already accumulating that volume in your running activities. So what you're going to be getting from me is going to be more stabilization work, isometric exercises, making sure that we're building up the stabilizers in your ankles, knees, hips, low back, core. Like we're working from the feet up. So, I mean, it's just, it's important where like you can feel like you had a great freaking workout and then not feel like, a hot pile of garbage when you go for your run
0: yeah (laughs) it's possible
2: just so you know anybody out there who's unaware of this let me just be the key that opens that door for you you don't have to feel like hot garbage yeah
0: and
1: the 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 nice part with this too is that every day when i finish my run Mm -hmm. i take a picture of what my tracker says and i send it to elise so it's like hey this is just so you know this is what i did on top of what you told me to do Mm -hmm. because she knows me and she knows i'm probably going to do a run anyway so Mm
2: -hmm. and when i'm not making jokes about the shape of your running map being it's just a the shape of the trail. Looking, then then we're getting into the details yeah. of like how did it feel yeah. what did you have any pain anywhere how do you feel right now yeah. what was your effort like in the in the run so yeah. yeah it's pretty awesome i'm really glad that you finally decided to like fully commit to working with me because of course that makes me happy yes. like i get to provide a service that i'm very passionate about but like playing a part in just kind of like seeing you keep that motivation going is is very awesome
1: and that's the hard part and that's one of the reasons too that i wanted to do it was because i have i know me and i worry that if i don't go on a run today then i'm not gonna go tomorrow and then i'm not gonna go the next day and i'm gonna you know i'm gonna lose the motivation so having you helped me give me that motivation but gives me something besides a run Mm -hmm. so that way i can hopefully you know try and let my legs heal because it's like you know i said when i did the ultra i literally two days later did a half marathon yeah and elise is like no
2: i was like whoa okay Mm -hmm. hang on she's like
1: you need to to let things heal from that that ultra marathon i mean it's not gonna you know you just did 31 miles in one day and she's like you know you need to let your body heal from Mm -hmm. that not go do another 13 two days later so
2: he's like so what like four or five days of rest and i was like I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, like two weeks is probably good. And I'm not saying two weeks laying on the couch like a potato. I'm just saying two weeks of like minimal to no impact, yeah. more, like, you know, flowy yoga, isometrics, maybe do some upper body stuff that time, do some push-ups. You're not doing yeah. a bunch of running or like swimming is great. Walking is fine. Walking your mm-hmm. mileage is fine. You know, just finding alternatives so that you stay active, like you said, mm-hmm. without uh, impacting and and then, you know, going back a few steps on all the work you've done on your knee. So,
1: yeah. And that's when my thing is my biggest problem though, is I go to walk and then I get bored and then I start running. So yeah. it's like, which actually, is
2: hilarious to me. I love that about you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you- <laughs> yesterday i went but yesterday was a different one i yesterday was like went was... to go on a run and i'm like i'm gonna do eight miles today i'm just gonna walk eight miles and i'm sitting there going and then all of a sudden i get a text from amber saying oh hey by the way the the realtor wants to go look at a house at one and i'm like well that's in like two hours so i guess i gotta run a little faster if i'm gonna finish this eight mile and i ended up doing it now in 49 minutes which is personal best for me and yeah. i'm like oh wow you know phenomenal and i'm just like wow you know but i didn't plan on this but that's my problem yeah. is i'll get out there and i do i get bored mm-hmm. and i'm like okay well I told myself I was going to do this many miles, so I'm running out of time. So I guess I just better run it.
2: Well, and then so. today was perfect, coming a day after that, because you weren't doing a big long run again no. today. Like there was some running, but talk about a great lower body building day for you. Yes. I mean this was a this was I think a very good way that you stacked your events. Yeah. I approve as a coach.
1: Yeah. So. so so yeah, that's what I need to do. And that's, <laughs> that's why that's why I I I got a lease so I can help stack. And I, <laughs> I need to start. I'm losing the weight, but we all know that at some point I'm going to plateau. But the plateau I want to get on the weight loss is I'm almost to that point where the weight loss isn't going to matter anymore because I'm going to start building the muscle mass. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what I work on is the muscle mass underneath, you know, while I'm trying to lose this weight, you know, Mm -hmm. by lifting and doing all that stuff. I have all this cool lifting stuff that I can do, but I'm not really using it much. I mean, I have bands, I have lifting stuff, I have all the fun stuff over there, but I'm not really using it. Mm -hmm. I'm just running. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, that's kind of why I went with Lee so that I could work on that base.
2: And that that way you have things that are going to complement your passion of running. And just yeah. contribute to that being a good experience, yeah. which is what it's all about.
1: And that's one thing we learned today doing some of the workouts. You know, we really learned my shoulders. Yep. Like my shoulder needs a lot of work. Yep. Which I kind of knew. And I, I really kind of ignore my shoulder a lot because I don't do a lot of heavy mm-hmm. lifting with my arms. So in that, you know, because I mean, I the last Spartan race I did in December, I dislocated it three yep. times.
2: And you had that pec issue before. Yep. So I've your whole shoulder issue. girdle upper yes. body thing is just not where it needs to be. No. And that's something that's easy to not. I wouldn't say easy to fix, but it's easy to prescribe
0: yeah.
1: Things
2: that can be very effective very quickly, just like we did with your knee. Yep. Yeah. It so, just that's, takes that commitment.
1: That's the nice part about having a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. Unlike, you know, some then, if something else works for you, that's great. But for me, I've had the – done the, you know, beach body. I've done those. Mm-hmm. And it just – they never work. There's too much jumping. It hurts my knees. And it's just I couldn't find a way for one that I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. But having a personal trainer, it's not that cookie cutter.
2: It's nice to be able to do a workout all the way through without having to stop to modify something or yeah. – feeling like you're falling behind and really not putting through the intensity that you could because of it. And I mean, I'll like, like you've said, I've done beach body. That's how I started out when I first started losing weight and when I was over 200 pounds and needed to like get fit and start, you know, actually taking my health seriously was that was exactly where I started. You know, I did 21 day fix and like the workouts were okay for me. Um, but it really was the nutrition that boiled down to it, which you and I have talked about a little bit, but I think the other important thing to notice here too, which is kind of what we talked about earlier is that I'm not here holding your hand in person. No. Like, yeah, we're sitting in front of each other right now doing a podcast, but my coaching services to you are not in person. And I don't think a lot of people realize how accessible this sort of service is now and how much, how important it is that it's, this is not a, like you said, cookie cutter thing. It's not a six week program you bought off the internet that you have to somehow try to mold into your life. This is somebody who's coming in, meeting you where you're at and helping you reach each step as you go for what works for you and teaching you how to incorporate these things in a flexible way into your life so that you start making long-term decisions that are good for your health and then it's not a thing like oh i'm doing a diet or i'm doing a program or i'm on a specific cycle like i mean if you're a professional athlete that's different but when you're a regular everyday people like us who just want to stay healthy and, and and try to do the best for our bodies and for our lives people don't realize that there's Remote coaching, you know, people contact me all the time and they're like, can you come and train me? And I was like, no. <laughs> no, I don't have time. I'm sorry. I have way too much on my plate, but I can definitely help you.
1: Yeah. And that's just it. And I think a lot of people really think of the remote and they, whenever they think of the remote, they think of beach body. They think of those, yeah. which like I said, there's nothing wrong with beach body. It works. Right. I mean, I've, yeah. they, they're, they're a good supplement for some of the stuff I do, but mm-hmm. it's, it's cookie cutter. Mm -hmm. And what I like, you know, about this is it's pretty much like, hey, you know, at least, you know, you know, my knee issue, Mm -hmm. you know, my shoulder issue, you know, you know, like right there when you mentioned the pec issue, I didn't even mention that. She just knows it because, well, she was there, but
2: (laughs) yeah, I've known you for a while. So luckily I have that history, um, but I would have asked you. So that's another important thing is that if you, if you hire a coach and they claim to be, you know, one-on-one personal and they don't ask you a series of intake questions or have a, a, you know, big personal history. Of knowing you already, then that's a big red flag.
1: It is a big red flag. And if you do get one and they do ask those questions, you need to answer honestly. Yeah. Because it's one of Absolutely. those things you don't want to get hurt. And that's kind of one of those things that I know a lot of people are like, oh, I don't want to admit to this. Mm-hmm. No, you admit everything to your coach. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, you know,
2: it's a safe place to do that. It's a
1: safe place. It's basically your, your, your priest, you're telling them what you want, everything, all your dirty secrets mm-hmm. about yep. your body. Yep. You know, the issues that you have, the pains that you have, you want them to know because they, they're going to look at those and be like, okay, this is this is probably the reason why. Mm-hmm. Let's work on these exercises to see if we can make them better. It's like right now, I was telling Elise earlier that after the run yesterday, I was starting to feel like I had shin splints. Mm-hmm. And she's like, it's probably because of the fact that you push too hard. Mm-hmm. So you need to back off.
2: We've had those mileage discussions yes. and just those, making and sure that we're being smart yeah. about that. Yeah.
1: You know, and I've been pushing, I mean, my goal has been 30 plus miles Mm -hmm. a a week (laughs) yeah. and, um, I've been hitting it this, this week. Actually, I'm a little short because Mm -hmm. I've only done three miles a day, but I feel better. Yeah. You know, I'm not getting the pain. I'm not getting, I was starting to have more shin splits before when I, like the last week when I hit 45, 45 miles, Mm -hmm. it was just, it was too much. And I think that's my problem is I'm putting too much mileage too fast. So and I'm not well, getting that heal.
2: My job as the professional, as a coach, to look at not just what you're telling me about how you're feeling this day, but take into account everything that you've done in the last few weeks, even. And then not only give you a plan going forward for the next week, two weeks, three weeks, whatever it needs to be, as far as recoup and recovery, still making strides forward, but also educating you on why that's important. So I'm not yeah. ever gonna do something where I'm like, just do this. Yeah. Just trust me, just do it. Now sometimes I have said, Mike. I just need you to trust me on this. I just need you to do this for five days in a row, please. And then I want you to tell me how you feel.
1: (laughs) Which, I mean, it's one of those things. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I'm paying you to trust you. So (laughs) it's one of those, like, also when she says, you know, too much, really, if you think about it, my ultra was still only two weeks ago as of yesterday. Exactly. Exactly. So,
2: we have a habit of moving on very quickly to the next exciting thing that we want to do and not necessarily realizing cycles for our bodies. There's um, load and deload cycles that are very necessary through every type of athlete. So, whether you're a runner, an endurance athlete, you know, triathlete, Spartan racer, Crossfitter like myself, um, it's important to recognize that there are good times for building and there are good times for resting. Resting doesn't mean, obviously, that you are just not doing anything and just screwing off and like, oh, whatever, I'll just take a full week off. Sometimes a full week off is great for people, but having those structured deload periods and then learning about it as you go is really important so
1: yeah that's one of the things that i really need to work on because i have a really bad habit of once i get my mind set on something mm-hmm. that's like what i'm going to focus on and yeah. i'm going to keep doing and that's like with the running where i've been yeah. running constantly you know i mean it's anybody who's well, become friends good, with me on strava right? they see you know how much i've been doing they're True. like what is <laughs> you know
2: <laughs> when did mike become an ultra runner every yeah. week this is crazy
1: yeah. <laughs> and that's you know, what I do. I mean, it's just kind of, it's my personality. Once I find something, I'm like, okay, this is it. And I'm going to focus on it. And I'm focusing. And that was one of the things we talked about when I first talked about making you, you know, actually paying you to be my coach. It's like, (laughs) I'm so focused on running. I'm not doing anything else. Mm -hmm. And I know that in my brain, I'm like, I'm not doing any of the other stuff that I need to be doing. But then I get up every morning. I'm like, I need to go for a run. Mm -hmm. And that's (laughs) because, and like you said, it does feel good. I I think yesterday, and I really hadn't said this before, is probably the first time in years that i've hit the runner's high yeah and for people who don't believe in the runner's high you've just never hit it yeah and it is there i i have a past of being having some fun so i understand (laughs) the the idea of having (laughs) being high and the runner's high is probably one of the best ones i've ever had yeah the the only thing close to that honestly is doing comedy and getting that laugh Mm -hmm. so i mean that runner's high is there and yesterday was the first time in years that i pushed myself hard enough that i hit you know that runner's high but I wasn't dying. Yeah. I wasn't getting that. That's awesome. That, you know, the breath, like I was completely out of breath. Mm-hmm. I'm finally starting to get that rhythm again where I'm like, I know where mm-hmm. I can run and what pace I can do without running out of breath and going for further distances before I have to like give myself, a, you know, my, my lungs a break. And that's huge. So.
2: I mean, that's a huge thing to celebrate. And that just, it's one of those moments where it solidifies to you in your own mind, like, wow, I've put in a lot of hard work. Yeah. I'm going to keep going.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So. And like I said yesterday, you know, we were talking about a a month ago, I hit, you know, four miles in an hour, Mm -hmm. like right on the buttons so 15 Mm -hmm. minute miles. I'm like, this is amazing. I'm so proud of myself. This is amazing. And then yesterday I did eight in an hour. forty nine. Yeah.
2: You averaged was it 13, 12 or 13, 16. I think it was per mile for your pace. Right there. I was like, bro, sustaining that kind of pace for you, especially just like where you're at with building and how. How – like you've only been running consistently for such a short period of time now. Yeah. Um, That's awesome for you. Yeah.
1: I mean – It's like we talked about, you know, last week when we were talking about doing this podcast was – it's like I said, my goal right now in my brain is is my next Spartan race, I want a clean race. Yeah. I've never been able to hit a clean race. Yep. And I want one.
2: We get everything locked down and stronger and you're right there. But
1: that's going to definitely mean the shoulders. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Because I got to get that rig. Yep. So –
2: well, yeah. so, um, I pulled up our, what, what our I questions. send to all my clients for, yep. uh, check-ins. So part of remote coaching with, with me, at least. I mean, I can't speak for <laughs> other remote coaches, obviously, yeah. but this, this to me seems like it needs to be a fundamental part of any remote coach is the weekly check-in. So I'm not just, you know, throwing workouts at Mike and just going, all right, have at it. Have fun. See How you later. Ya? Here's another set next yeah. week. It's like I've mentioned all structured. And then I, make any tweaks and changes based on the feedback that mike gives me and as he said it's important that he gives me as much information as possible because i can only work with what i've got yes. so if he's more um detailed if he realizes that this is a space where i'm not going to judge him for something um and he's able to be completely open and honest with me about the way that certain experiences felt if they were good bad whatever um that it's only going to make his experience going forward better so I have a series of nine questions that I ask people. We start with the workout, but we go through everything from how the workout felt to how stressful was this week? How did we sleep? How's our eating been this, this week? And then what is something we're proud of? What is something that we could work on? So let's just go ahead and start out, I guess, with, um, you know, on a scale of one to 10, how challenging were your workouts this week? 10 being like you could not do it and one being like that was not challenging literally at all.
1: Or like a six or seven. Okay. But a lot of that too is is the flexibility Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of the stuff that is the stretching, the stuff like that. And it's been a while since I really did yoga. So um, the stretching part, trying to get my – I've been pushing my muscles so hard and I haven't really been stretching. So this was – that was the hard part was just getting my body to bend those ways. Gotcha.
2: (laughs) Gotcha. Were there any specific movements while you were doing the workout portions as opposed to the stretching portions that you were like, "Uh, Elise, I cannot do this?
1: No. Okay. most of them are I could do them good. So.
2: perfect um and then on a scale of one to five, one being completely mentally burned out and five being everything is a maze balls and my life is perfect. how are you feeling mentally on your
1: current program? Wait, which way was it one to
2: one is I know it's backwards this time so one is like the worst like you've okay. got nothing left in the tank mentally and five is like I'm walking on rainbows and sunshine like balls. so okay
1: I mean it's been a pretty good pretty good week i mean i've been pushing like i said yesterday the the runner's high and all that so i mean it's been yeah, it's that's been awesome. a good week so
2: good okay um are you completing all the assigned workouts
1: yes okay yes. cool
2: and that's that's an important question that i ask a lot of people because sometimes i'll go through and people will kind of shirk off the stretch day so like for my clients um and Mike is on a plan where he gets anywhere from three to five structured workouts Mm -hmm. per week, but that's not meaning that the other, you know, four to two to three days or whatever, whatever the math is, I can't think right now. The other days of the week, he's just got nothing on the plate. We we do have some things like some stretching to do, um, you know, small habit goals to meet and things like that. So if those are the days that are getting pushed off to the side, then that means that I need to sit down and have a heart to heart with my client and say, hey, look, I understand that this stuff can be really freaking boring. I get it. I try to make it as fun as possible. I try to make it as quick and as efficient as possible as well so that I don't lose your interest in those days. But these are the days where it's the most important and where forcing yourself to create this as a habit. Um, you're gonna notice that it pays off in the end because it feels better and you're giving your body the rehab that it needs right. so that's why that question is so important and yeah, that's one of
1: the things like I said that's been trying to get the the, the stretch back Because, yeah. I mean when I ran 10, 12 years ago when I was running constantly and doing kind of what I'm doing right now had mm-hmm. um, dropped all the weight, I went to yoga twice a week yeah because at that time Amber worked at a twenty four hour fitness, so I got all this stuff for free, So right. I was like, oh, so I'll go to yoga twice a week and I it changed so much. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of the leg pain that I was getting started to go away with the yoga, and people are like, yoga, really? I'm like, yeah. dude, this is the best stuff ever. So yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, you try and point out to me an elite athlete who is professional in their sport and doesn't that doesn't do, do this yeah. shit. Oh
1: yeah, okay, we'll solve them.
2: Once you find them, then you can come and talk to me and tell me how wrong I am. <laughs>
1: No, yeah. No, I agree with the the stretching. I know that. You know, it really gets the blood flowing through your legs and makes your legs and the rest of your body feel Mm -hmm. great.
2: And it helps you tune into. So one of my favorite things, especially right now with how stressful my life personally Mm -hmm. and just the world is, it's that breath work. And when you're going through structured yoga and they're reminding you like, breathe, this move is going to be this many breaths or whatever it ends up being. It kind of gives you a chance to just cool off a little bit. Yeah. And try to just tune into the way that your body feels. And for me, I know that like at the end of a really stressful day, my favorite way to decompress right now literally is at least just 10 minutes of some type of yoga. Just to yeah. stretch it out, breathe, and just try to work through whatever I experience yeah. in the day. And
1: breathing is so important, especially for like mm-hmm. me because I've dealt with asthma most of my life. Mm-hmm. And right now, you know smoking and asthma, which was such a great choice, Yeah. but you know, I haven't smoked and it's almost been three years now. So, um, you know, so the, the, the breathing is big for me is to get Mm -hmm. that breath because that's where I have most of my problems running. Yeah. There's times where I feel like my body can do it. It's Mm -hmm. like my body can keep going, but I'm not, I can't get the breath and I can't get the oxygen. Yeah. So, and that's kind of been the hard part for me. And like I said, yesterday was the first day that I really felt like I had it under control Mm -hmm. in a long time.
2: Yeah. Well, and for anxiety and depression as well, breath work has been shown to help with those symptoms. So, I mean, when you're talking to somebody who has like extreme anxiety, high functioning anxiety, part of grounding is breath work. So that's, that can be so important. Um, I really love that tangent we got off on. Oh yeah. (laughs) That's perfect. That's
1: me. I always go off on (laughs) (laughs)
2: me too. That's why sometimes our podcasts end up being like two or three hours long. (laughs) um, and I'm sorry for anybody who just got blasted out by my laughter because that was probably really oh, it happens.
1: loud. We'll make Dawn um, adjust it when he <laughs> edits.
2: <laughs> just let me laugh full force into this microphone. Yes. Okay. Um, the other part of this, now you kind of already answered this question, but it does give you a chance to elaborate more because oftentimes while you're going through your check-in, you'll think of other things and questions that you answer will spur yeah. more answers. So ex- please explain any challenges that you have faced on this program so far. Um,
1: a lot of time it was the time. At first, it was just really because partly for me, I kept doing all the running. So like when I had spare time, I'd go run and then it's like I had to mentally decide like, okay, I may need to cut this run short today because I'm going to need that half an hour to an hour to be able to go through my workout. Right. So it was kind of, you know, I, I've had to, it's really just making the decision to not only, you know. Have you as a coach, but to make sure I put the time aside for it, right. you know. But other than that, it's really just been the stretching, trying to get my my <laughs> my body back into. I've been working on building the muscles so much, but I'm not. I've never been big about stretching, mm-hmm. even when I was younger. Even when I was in martial arts, stretching was never my 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 you know sensei was always like, you need to stretch. I'm like, whatever. So <laughs> whatever. But now, you're
2: yeah. only you know the instructor. You don't know. What you're, yeah, you're about. the instructor. <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. Oh my god! I don't
1: need no stretching.
2: Okay, so next question. Then, on a scale of one to five, one being none at all, and five being best sleep ever, how was your sleep this last week? Uh, it's and be honest, because obviously, like you said, this is not what you about think a your three sleep or should four. be.
1: I mean, it's it's been not it's been pretty good, but I mean, I think with all the running and all the other, other stuff I've been doing, I mean, normally I'm a night owl and I'll stay up till 10, 11 o'clock at night and sleep five or six hours. Mm-hmm. But uh, I've been getting tired at like eight <laughs> thirty, nine o'clock, where I'm like, my body's like, okay, you pushed, you've done hard, you need to go lay down. Okay. So I've been getting probably, I'd say seven to eight and a half hours of sleep a night.
2: Are you waking up at all during the night?
1: Uh, usually about once a night to pee, but that's because I drink way too much gotcha. liquids. So gotcha. I'm drinking my vitamin water, and my Gatorade water, and all that fun stuff. So.
2: Now, when you're going to bed, like you said, that you're, you're, your body's pretty much worn out by that time. Do you fall asleep relatively quickly then? Yeah. Okay. And then when you're waking up in the morning, how do you feel? I feel pretty good. Pretty good. Okay. I feel good. So. And so the reason why I'm diving into this more so is that if we'd been working with each other for a few months, then I would probably already know these things and you would be more averse to like elaborating on yeah. those sort of things. Because most people in the world, myself previously included, thought that think that they sleep well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's actually not normal for you to wake up at all. So obviously the first thing I would say is try to cut liquids out of your out of your day, you know, an hour and a half, two hours earlier before bedtime. Be easy. Get all your liquids in a little bit I, earlier.
1: And that's one of my big things that drives Amber nuts. I can't even get in the car without something. Yeah. If I don't have something to drink with yeah. me at all times, I have a problem. It's like I have to be drinking something. But my thing now is trying to make better decisions about what it is rather than, hey, I've got a soda with me or yeah. I've got a, you know this or I've got that. It's like making sure it's something that's
2: – Well, and that's great. Do that. Yeah. But I mean are you in the car 30 minutes before you're climbing into bed usually? Sometimes. Okay. sometimes right like not regularly though so like regularly just try to like slow it down a little before you go to bed you know what i mean that might take care of that but the fact that you are falling asleep quickly means that you're sufficiently wearing out your body are you tired throughout the day or do you feel like you have sufficient energy
1: um i feel like i have sufficient energy right now that's Uh, good for a long time i didn't and that was one of my biggest problems like honestly with driving so much for work was i would have to pull over a case it's like i have to pull over and take a nap
2: yeah because i'm
1: gonna fall asleep that
2: is pretty extreme
1: but now it's like with Doing the running and everything else and being able to sleep more with the job that I have now, you know, and not being constantly getting up at four in the morning or something.
2: And not drinking three peppermint or three white chocolate mochas a day either. Yes, you know. And having all that and, system crash.
1: And I think part of it too is that I've really cut down like my alcohol intake. Yeah. Where like up until February, I mean, if I bought a half gallon of rum or whiskey, either one, they were usually gone within a week. Mm-hmm. Right now, I just replaced the half gallon that I had um that i bought like in february mm-hmm. with another one so yeah that's a huge I, change for you then it is i i like my pirate uh pirate smoothies pirate so. smoothies
2: <laughs> it's like everyone's like
1: oh you made a smoothie that's healthy yes the ramen it's great
2: so we actually already covered the <laughs> battery question because what i battery
1: battery whoa <laughs>
2: the question for context is usually like how were your energy levels this yeah. week but we kind of covered that um but as so then we do touch back on overall stress so not workout program stress like how manageable was this program but overall in your whole life on a scale of one to five five being the best like i i got no stress well at least the stress i do have i'm I'm handling it fine and one being everything is absolutely awful how would you say uh your stress Um, was this week
1: right now it's probably like a three i mean it's a little maybe a two it's 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 up there a little bit right now but a lot of that's where we're Hoping to buy a house we've been going to see look at house with a real estate agent and trying to figure all that out. Which house do we want? Do we wanna it gets all yeah crazy and making offers and that fun stuff and mm-hmm. finding the house you love and then somebody else beats you, you know, yeah. that kind of fun stuff. But
2: so you telling me that, not only as a friend do I like empathize with you and say like, Hey man, I'm here if you need me. Yeah. You know what I mean? But as a, as your coach, then this would not be the week where I'm like, all right, well, let's shoot for some one rep max lifts and let's just change your entire program up. It might be where I give you very, very similar programming to what you've had this last week. And maybe I changed some rep ranges because things yeah. might've been too easy or too hard or whatever, to accommodate for the fact that like your workout program is not the only thing it's the only intentional stress you have in your life you're running in your workouts you are intending to stress your body when you do that but these other things that are in your environment that you have no control over those stressors need to be taken into account so i think it's really really important that if you're working with somebody who says that they're personalizing something for you and they're not actually taking into account all of the other things you're experiencing in your life then that's a big red flag for me yeah um I've experienced that when I've hired coaches for myself in the past, and it's one of the big reasons why I drove to be a coach because I was like, "This needs to change. This is not right." Um, people are people; <laughs> like yeah. we know this, um, and so you are not the sum of what you're capable of doing in your workout program. No, yeah,
1: and that and that's one of the reasons why I've always loved doing stuff with you because it's like you you do take it to that personal level. So, and you know, I've used the phrase of repeatedly through this is cookie cutter, and that's what. Mm-hmm. It seems like a lot of coaches and a lot of those programs, it's like you said, you buy a program off the internet. It's like, here, this is what you're going to do for the next six weeks. Yeah. And that doesn't take into effect that, hey, you know, yesterday while I was doing this, my knee tweaked a little mm-hmm. bit, but now I've still got to do all this. And I mean, as somebody who has pushed themselves to the point where they ended up injuring themselves to a point yeah. they couldn't run for a year, mm-hmm. um, was because I'd signed up for two things and I didn't have a coach there saying, hey, you just hurt yourself here. Mm-hmm. And your knee's taking some damage. You should probably lay off and mm-hmm. not do another half marathon two weeks later. Yeah. And that's when I blew my knee. It was because I did a half marathon, hurt my knee, and then two weeks later did another one. And in yeah. that second one, I ended up blowing it completely. And yeah. also decided to finish after I blew my knee. <laughs>
2: Well, and, and you know, like you're saying, the cookie cutter stuff, if that's what you as a professional are advertising, like you create workout programs and your intention is not to market yourself as a one-on-one coach, then that's great. Go do your thing, boo. Like I'm, I'm all behind that. I love it. You know, it it creates accessibility for people who maybe can't afford one-on-one coaching and it creates opportunity to at least get people off of the couch. It does. But if you're going to market your services as a one-on-one personalized coach, and you're not doing that. That's where I have obviously an integrity yeah. problem. So. Yeah, exactly. And that's why yeah. I like
1: that, you know, really yours is a one on It's a true yeah. one-on-one where, you know, we have these conversations weekly through mm-hmm. email or, you know, video chat, something. We yep. have these kind of, you know, it depends on the week. We have these conversations Mm-hmm. About what's going on, so that you can look at it and say, "Okay, well, you're saying that you know your knees bugging a little bit. Maybe we need to back off a little bit on this stuff, and mm-hmm. you know, move into more upper body." And I mean, that's that's the what's good about it,
2: right? And I mean, I'm sometimes the one that pushes for things. So, like, if I have a client of mine who's usually very elaborate in their in their uh, check in emails, which, by the way, of course, is the minimum. Like the, the check in email is the minimum requirement per yeah. week. People have the option. Every single one of my clients has the option of scheduling a a call with me a video call like let's see each other face to face let's have coffee together or something via you know zoom or whatever and let's just chat like let's let's just go over some things maybe dive into things a little bit deeper and especially lately i think because so many people are stressed out yeah um a lot of people aren't calling for that and i've personally called for four of my clients the last two weeks i was like we need to do this on video this is this is deep enough that what I need to convey to you and the depth that we need to get into for this discussion is very necessary to have face to face because there needs to be better context and there needs to be better connection. Um, and like, I mean, you've known me for a, a quite a while now. I've kind of just always yeah, given a shit. Like
1: five years. Yeah, five so like shits. A uh, five, five shits. shits. <laughs> five, <laughs> five years. <laughs> five years. Guys, yeah, I'm tired. You Come on, my butt's getting
2: seed. <laughs> i <laughs> uh, say so
1: you were i think the first time i mean we knew each other but i think the first time we really hung out was hawaii yes when i had the broken foot
2: yes so exactly we had known yeah. of each other we'd been around each other a lot but i don't yes. think we'd gotten the chance to really establish like a, a friendship or a relationship yeah,
1: and that's when it like really started was hawaii
2: yeah so And i mean it's like of course because you go through that sort of of toughness with somebody and that's i mean that's how i know everybody in this room right now is because of racing like that and because yeah. of you know all of us have that that, you know, similar desire to push ourselves. Um, I think that's really important, but I mean, you can vouch for the fact that like, I've always just really given a crap about what's going on in general with people. Um, and that's why I, I, you know, finally decided to just buck up and own my space as a coach, instead of just sitting back on the sidelines and, and letting imposter syndrome take its Run its course and say, you know, who am I to say exactly. this? I'm not, I'm not an Olympic strength and conditioning coach, but you know what? I can freaking help a lot of people if I just yes. actually put it out there.
1: Yeah. And you so. do. I mean, one of the things, you know, one of my m- memories is really Hawaii. The first time we really got to hang out was you were one of the ones that stayed with me during the super mm-hmm. to make sure I finished, even though my foot was in a boot and mm-hmm. I shouldn't have been there, but I did it anyway. <laughs> You yeah. know, and I had to really like you and Brandon both because we were right there and it's like if you don't leave me right now and go, you're not gonna finish this race yeah. in time to do the sprint. So you need to go. Yeah. And they fought me the whole time. They're like, No, we no, we need and I'm like, No, you need to and finally it was one of those, it's like I looked at Brandon and said, I'm going to finish this race, whether you're with me or not. Yep. So just go, and I will see you after you're done.
2: Fastest and, mile ever. <laughs> yeah.
1: And finally, they both took off running because, I mean, it was – we could hear the, the announcer, and they had, like, another mile or so to go. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, we're le- – next heat leaves in 15 minutes, and that's the last one.
2: Yep. And we and we got it. Yeah, and they and got it. Well, the- so the reason, though – and I'm sure people have heard this story, but I just love this – is because Sarah Knight won the Beast mm-hmm. for females by, like, a lot, oh, by yeah. the way, guys. It was like, – over hour it was, yeah, it so, was an hour lead you know,
1: over the next girl i mean it wasn't she got,
2: close. i think second or third overall yeah. so i mean it was just phenomenal she ran all three races in one day before yeah. one o'clock okay yeah. so that being said By time she we was still the super, out on the sprint she'd already finished all of them exactly she was on the sprint course still when brandon and i were trying to finish and the only reason why we had that extra like three or four minutes was because she wasn't off the course yet to go to the podium ceremony so they let the course stay open just a little bit longer and yeah. i was like sarah girl I just I can't thank you enough for that. Like,
1: (laughs) oh yeah, no, yeah. And the time it took us to do the 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 super, she pretty much did all three. Yep, Yep. it was. She's oh, she's insane. She's amazing. She's amazing. So,
2: okay, so we covered energy levels. This is the big one that I'm really getting into more. Um, I'm getting my nutrition certificate this year. I actually just had somebody today while we were doing this green beret event who messaged me and was like, Hey, what can I do to get you to help me with my nutrition? And I was like, I am not actually certified in that. And while I would love to help with you for your overall health and fitness, I do not feel right. Taking you on as just a purely nutrition client, I think that there are other people out there who are more qualified than myself right now, and I'm happy to direct you to them. But it is my intention to get that certificate because nutrition is something I'm very passionate about. So that being said, how are your hunger hunger levels this week? One being like you weren't hungry at all and five being like, holy crap, I can't eat enough. Give me all the food.
1: Probably, probably say like one or two. Um, But a lot of that's been, you know, we've really talked about, I mean, I started the Weight Watchers in February Mm -hmm. when I started doing all this and I've really been keeping track of what keeps me, you know, keeping myself eating healthy, but also not being like, I'm starving because that's when I'm going to make a mistake because it's going to be, I'm starving and well, McDonald's is right there Mm -hmm. and it's, you know, I haven't been driving a whole lot for work, but I've been doing that again. So I make sure I have snacks and stuff in the car that are healthier. I have my favorites the applesauce sauce pouches yeah I just grab one of those and
2: squeeze it squeeze go, it go and, to go.
1: and I mean it's it's great and it keeps me from stopping to get the McDonald's yes you know and stuff like that in fact it, since this start I have not had fast food since February so
2: that's amazing I've only really had love two that.
1: times that we've eaten out and that one of them was for uh Benton's birthday the other was for his graduation
2: right so, there you go yeah. and so the reason why that's important too is because like we talked about earlier personal stress mm-hmm But also a new training volume, you know, this was your first full week, Um, you have all your regular running volume, but now you also have some workouts thrown in there that are supposed to help with conditioning and strength. And so it's important that people understand that, that you're not just eating for weight loss. At this point, you're also fueling for performance, because you're trying to feel good while you're running, you're trying to feel good while you're moving your body. And so if you were to say like, man, I was really hungry this week. Like I ate my normal food and, you know, I've been on Weight Watchers and I'm, I'm hitting my points and I, I've usually not hit my points this well or even wanted to eat more afterwards. What's going on? That would be when we could sit down, maybe do a phone call on, on like video or whatever, or just dive deeper into like, all right, well, let's actually look at total running volume this week. Let's look at the way that it was split out through the week, but also the volume of what you did for your workouts. And then that's where we would continue to evaluate how difficult your workouts were for you, anything that you struggled yeah. with. So the fact that your hunger levels didn't change, you didn't have any, you know, issues with your workout program aside from just like, you know, getting flexible again yeah. and stretching and waking those little, those little, you know, ligaments and things up, um, tells me that this volume was. And the fact that your difficulty was only like a f- between a five and a seven, like you're in a sweet spot right now. This is good. This means yeah. that next week you're not going to be like, uh, I'm dead. You murdered me. What yeah. am I doing? And that's the thing. Is one of my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't really have favorite clients, but I always love quoting Sandy because she's so creative <laughs> with the way that she describes things. She got like three weeks into the program when we started working together at the beginning of the year and she was like, Oh my god, like I have never worked out this much and felt so good. Like I don't feel like her her term a steaming pile of hot garbage. <laughs> like <laughs> And it was very eye-opening for her. And she was like, I need to go shout this from the rooftops. People need to know about this. And I'm like, girl, seriously, it's amazing when you can train and feel good in your body.
1: Well, a lot of that, too, is like I said, it's that personal. Like, you know, and especially once you get like that two or three weeks in, it's like, okay, now I'm starting to understand what the person needs. Yep. And what they can do. And you can adjust things for that. Mm-hmm. Where if you have the cookie cutter program, it's like you're just following what works great. And it's one of those things. It's like diets. Mm-hmm. What's gonna work amazingly for me isn't gonna work for you. Exactly. Because we're built different. Mm-hmm. You know, we're obviously different like body types, different everything. So what workouts gonna work great for you or you know, Felicia or whatever is gonna work differently for me. So yeah. it's a matter of having, you know, having someone do that personal thing of hey, this is what we need to do to make you
0: mm-hmm. work
1: good. Rather than that cookie cutter, like, here, this exactly. is, what, you know, and that's where I've had a lot of problems in the past where I've tried the cookie cutter mm-hmm. and there was something in it that just didn't work for me. And I'm like, yeah. I just can't do this.
2: Try to, so. try to shove this thing into your life and, yeah. and make it work. You need to, you need to conform to what this is supposed to be. Yep. No, I'm not about and, that at all. That just doesn't, that's not right.
1: And that's probably how some of the gyms where you have to like, you know, you have the classes and everything mm-hmm. else. And I'm like, my life schedule is so jacked yeah. up most of the time. Yeah. It's so hard for me to just be like, okay, yes, I'll be there at four in the morning mm-hmm. because that's the only time that I know something's not going to get in the mm-hmm. way. Yeah. But then it might be I go work out at four in the morning and then I've got six hours till I have something else I'm supposed to do. Yeah. Or, you know, I didn't get home last night till midnight because I had a, a class that was at night. So it's kind of mm-hmm. trying to do those ones. So it's always been like the normal gym where it's like, I can just go whenever I want. Yeah. But then it's like, well, I think today I'll do this and tomorrow I'll do that. Mm-hmm. It's not really with no real knowledge of what I'm supposed to be doing. So yeah. it's like, oh, maybe I'll go lift some weights. I don't know which ones I'm supposed to lift, but yeah. I'm going to go lift something.
2: Well, it's like you're trading one thing for the other. You know, yeah. you've got the group classes where you have a coach that could sit there and be like, hey, how are you feeling today? I mean, I, I know personally when I go to, because I coach CrossFit in person, of yeah. course. Uh, well, we're going to figure out another name for that soon, but that's a, yeah. whole, other and that's topic. a whole
1: other topic. Um,
2: but I coach in person and I know all of my athletes, I know every single person i'm the one that does all of the on-ramping for our new members so when they walk onto the floor for that first full class they've already come through me and i've already assessed them for any strength balance issues any weaknesses any injuries history things like that and that's really really important whereas if you are trading the uh coaching for the time convenience because you have to for your job well now like yeah your gym's open and you can walk through the doors but like, if you don't know how to create a workout program that's gonna get you towards whatever goals you might have, then you're gonna walk in there and be like, well, shit, now what do I do? Yeah. You know? I mean, I experienced that for years when I first started trying I mean, to get healthy after I stopped doing just beach body and I wanted to go to the gym. Yep. I spent two years of my, the first portion of my Spartan racing career going, I would go to my friend's house and we would do beach body on the dvd and then i would head straight to the gym and i would do some type of like bodybuilding circuit but i didn't understand at that time how to program and i didn't understand why it wasn't translating over into my obstacle course racing i felt like i was putting so much work in and i was just spinning my freaking wheels and not getting anywhere because then i would get on course and i would feel like hot garbage because i was working out more for what i thought i needed to do like aesthetics and i didn't understand how to actually build strength so It wasn't yeah. functional at all. Yeah. And so that's,
1: that is the hard part is, mm-hmm. like I said, that's where I would run into the thing. I mean, at the gym, normally for me, the gym I went to, um, I would do one of the, some kind of cardio, yep. you know, either the bike, the elliptical, the, the, the treadmill, some kind of cardio
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then a little bit of lifting, mm-hmm. but never really like, ah, I guess I'll do this lifting today. Yesterday I did arms, but never realizing that arms are different. Mm-hmm. There's your pecs. there's your biceps, there's mm-hmm. your, your, you know. Your triceps, there's all the different. Movements work on different parts of your arm. And it's like, Oh, okay. I never really realized that. Mm -hmm. And then I would do, there was, they had this really fun machine that was basically, it was for abs, but it was like, you know, the, the basketball machine that you had when we were a kid, you'd grab the ball and throw. Oh, yeah. But it was with weighted balls and you'd basically do sit ups. And then as you sat up, throw the ball. And it was a cool little game and it would count how many times you threw the ball. And it was kind of a fun little, you know, see if I could beat my time from last Mm -hmm. time. And it Mm -hmm. really worked your abs. And I'm like, Okay. Other than that, I
2: see that sort of stuff love that. That's a compound movement. You're working multiple muscle systems at once. Whereas if you're going to go sit there and do like a fly machine, you're clearly working like one part of your deltoid. Then that's why for me personally, like I'm all about helping someone achieve aesthetics if that's what they want. I don't coach people who want to do bodybuilding shows. That's just not what I'm passionate about. And so I'll leave that to the professionals on that. But when it comes down to people like you who need to be efficient with their time and need to get the most bang for their buck, I'm not going to have you sit down and do three by 12 on certain systems and, you know, a circuit through a bunch of bodybuilding machines. I'm going to give you something like that, maybe where you're working your legs to hang on, you're working your abs to get up there and you're working your arms and shoulders to throw and catch. And it takes a lot of balance. And that's a great example. It's just one of those things where it's like, all right, you want to get your most bang for your buck? You're going to have some fun here. You're going to learn some compound lifts because that's going to be important for you.
1: And that's it. And I mean, it's one of those things. It's like, you know, I've gone to the gym and they have their trainers and they're like, oh, you know, well, let's do this. And I'm like. I want to be able to do a Spartan race and be able to do it without, you yeah. know, clean. Yeah. I want to be able to do every obstacle without fail. Oh, well, what's a Spartan race? It's like, yeah, yeah I, we can't talk. Yeah. I'm like, I'm sorry. to. You need
2: somebody just, for what you're, yeah. what it's you're like, doing. Yeah. I
1: need, I don't want to be, you know, I, I guess the, 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 word that Amber always used when she worked at the gym, a meathead
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: who's all muscle, all muscle and no, no function. Like, yeah. You know, you said a minute ago yeah. function. I want to function. Yeah. I want to be able to go do a Spartan race and do every obstacle, mm-hmm. you know, without fail. Mm-hmm. I've never once been able to do them all without having to do a burpee. I want to go, I hate burpees. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I want to go through this entire thing without having to do one burpee.
2: Yeah. I mean, aside from the five you have to do for the Atlas ball.
1: They took that out. Hey, hey,
2: hey. Oh, they did? They took you the burpees have to out of carry it?
1: It, carry it? Yeah, it. Nice. Yeah. Bro. So
2: <laughs> I'm all about it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do so it. So if I could
1: do it, I mean, I know, I mean, we know which ones I'm already, we know, I'm good at the, I'm, I'm good at the, uh, What's a freaking monkey bars?
2: Okay, I was like, I'm sorry, I don't know I'm what good this at Monkey means. bars. For those of you for, who can't see us, yeah, so he's for pointing when they his like finger back and put forth them so
1: far apart that my wingspan doesn't work.
2: True. So, yeah.
1: But I would like to get to. We talked about this last time when we were talking. I would like to get to that where I could do that. You know, the hop.
2: Yeah, that'd be cool. cool. That'd be I would so love cool.
1: To get enough to do that.
2: Let's not talk about it though, because we want to get there, and yes. then we want to just freaking just do it, stun people.
1: So yeah, but I want to be. You know, I want to be. I'm good at that. I'm good at the the spear throw. Yeah. Um. Her coist. Her course I'm good at. Not. But uh, anything that requires me to lift my fat body body over things, not so much. So lift if your body over things. My body. Things. It's Thank not you. fat anymore. Yes, we know. We're, we're working on the. Like I said, we have the body image issue where I still see a fat. Man in the mirror yeah. every time I look. So it's one of those I subtle get, things that you yeah. work through. Yeah. Which I got to get past, but yeah, every time I see it. And I, I honestly, I've got on my phone from when I started, cause I've always been doing, I've been doing the diet bets from the beginning to eat too. Right. So, and then everyone, you start with a picture of yourself on the scale. Yeah. And I've gone through and I've looked at, you know, where I was then and looked at myself now and I see no difference. Mm-hmm. And everyone's mm-hmm. like, you can see such a huge difference in the picture. I'm like, no, they look the same to me. Mm-hmm. So, and that's, and that is a hard thing to get past too. Yeah. It's a mental block that in my brain, I still see. You know, and I think that's what makes me go out and run every morning because yeah. I still see that. And even when I lost the weight before, um, everyone used to think it was crazy. If you went to my desk at work, there was a picture of me on my desk at my biggest, at yeah. like two hundred and eighty pounds. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, Why do you keep that picture? You're almost two hundred pounds now. And I'm mm-hmm. like, Because that's what I don't want to see again. Right. But my problem is is I still see that in the mirror. So well
2: and it's it's what I've seen at least with the people that I've worked with and known as friends, especially in the past, is that it's it usually goes one way or the other. It's either extremely motivating or extremely detrimental. It's never something that's fun for you to work through. It's never something that's no. great to have going on in your brain. It freaking sucks. It I've experienced that as well. But you are on the side of like, this is motivating to you. Yeah. Now, what we need to be able to do is work towards a place where you're still motivated for performance and you're still motivated for those things that make you feel good without having to shame yourself or without having to feel guilty in any way about the way that you look or the way that you see yourself. And it's really, really, really hard to do that work, but it's fundamental in this coaching. Yeah, And it's so subtle because you're working on things like isometrics. You're working on things where you're gonna have to be able to sit down with yourself and be in your mind a little bit and it's going to be really crucial to start having those themes of like, how am I speaking to myself? And what am I saying about myself to myself? People don't think about their internal no. dialogue a lot. And oftentimes it's not even actually you. It's somebody else who said something to you at some point in your life and you've just clung onto to it.
1: Yeah. Or the way you perceive the mm-hmm. way people react to you. Or, how you think say, people see you. Or how you perceive how people are seeing you. So,
2: I think one of the most beautiful things that can happen is when somebody is outright with you and tells you like this is how i see you in my eyes oh. you know so um okay so we talked about hunger levels so what's the thing you're the most proud of this week would it on, would it be uh, yesterday's performance it would be the yesterday yesterday's, I thought so, the Yeah. eight
1: miles like i said hitting the hitting the runners high it's been it. a, a it's long true. time
2: <laughs> sorry i'm like legit <laughs> stuck yeah
1: she's sticking to the chair cool, i'm
2: gonna put my sweater on my butt
1: um, we go. <laughs> but uh you know 10 or 12 years ago when i ran all the time i finally found the runners high and i'm like this is amazing and it's been Probably a good five or six years since I've seen – I felt it. Right. Um And yesterday, finally hitting the runners high again. But also, yeah, I mean, eight even at my best, I don't know if eight miles in an hour and 49 minutes was something that I would hit. Um,
2: or that it would feel that good yeah, hitting or it. Or that huh? it
1: would feel that good hitting it. Yeah. But it's one of those things. I mean, I still had – I fought with the breathing even when I dropped the weight down to night, you know, you know, when I was down to, you know, under 200, right. but I still fought with the breathing part. Right. Um, Amber's, you know, could tell you a couple of the races where I, I pushed too hard right at the end and came across the end. And like, she thought about asking, like calling for help because mm-hmm. I was having so much trouble trying to breathe. Right. Um, so it's been trying to get that breathing. And yesterday I felt like, you know, for most of it, you know, I was really holding on to it. Plus I was holding a 13 minute, you know, uh, You know, 13 minute pace, which is pretty good for me. Yeah. Um, My fastest 5K ever, and I'd love to hit it again, was 28 minutes. But I mean, that was the one where I pretty much like, I thought Amber was going to call for help because I like hit the ground on my knees and just could not catch a breath. I feel like I fought so hard to hit that end.
2: As long as you don't do another half marathon between now and then, just willy nilly, I feel like you have a good day. Like, let me, I'll look at the splits when I get home, of course, and have it pulled up because I don't have my computer, but I feel like you could have a good 5k day next week. Yeah, hopefully I'll have to have you write down or at least let me know kind of what your schedule is so we can factor that in because I think that that'd be good to kind of build off of the moment, the momentum you're feeling um, this week.
1: And I want to, you know, continue the running, but like I said, I know know there's more to it and that's kind of what we wanted to work on. You know, Mm -hmm. the running hasn't been a huge part of my workout plan with you because you're just like, you know, that. I'm going to do that anyway. Exactly. So it's kind of but that, like I said I make sure I send you every day mm-hmm. when I finish like hey here's what I did today. Mm-hmm. Here's what I did so that you can use that, you know, to be like okay, well, I know he's pushing this hard on the running so I don't want to, you know, mm-hmm. do any more high impact on his yeah. legs.
2: And so. we can build consistency then yeah. too. It's like all right, you're already there with the running. Let's let's put some structure in that then. Like yeah, we're going for feeling good, but like let's start doing some some stuff that will get you a little bit faster if that's what you want to do. Yeah. You know, versus just running for a long, long time as well. There's so many different fun ways we can do that. And then also just teaching you ways that you can warm up and cool down afterwards so that your body feels good.
1: Which, I mean, I've proven over the time that I can just keep going forever and Mm -hmm. ever and ever. Energizer Bunny. But it's not, that's not what I'm going for right now. Right. I know I can do, you know, go for 12 hours out on a course. I've done it. Yeah, you know, I've done it on in Montana when mm-hmm. everything went wrong, and we still stayed out there for twelve hours, and we finished it. And I know I can do that endurance, right? And just keep moving. But you know, and then I did the thirty-one miles not too long ago, you know, because I could just keep moving. I yeah. had, you know, we did it nine and a half hours. But it's the speed now for me. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, can I add speed into this where I can do a marathon and not have to be out there for eight hours?
2: Yeah, exactly. You
1: know, and that's kind of it. You know, I know I can do the distance, but mm-hmm. how? Let's let's make it faster.
2: You definitely have the that mental capacity and drive to just put your head down at work. Yeah. And I think that if you're able to apply that, like you are now into something structured, it's just only going to translate into better performance for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Last question in the check-in would be, what would you like to improve on just for Pretty the next week?
1: Like we've talked about um, the, the, the base building the foundation of the muscle. Um, yeah. Like we said, you know, we noticed today doing the, the green beret. One of the big issues I kept having was my shoulder yep. trying to do the yoke with my, you know, my shoulder and I, the movement in my shoulder and the the strength in my shoulder to really hold it. Uh, and we talked about, you know, you know, in Los Olivos where I dislocated my shoulder three times in a race yep. and put it back in and just kept going. So, I mean, there's obviously an issue with that shoulder. And that's one thing that I think, you know, we've really done good, good work on the knee. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the shoulder is probably going to be the next, yep, the next thing that I'm having issues with and that I need to work on. I need to get that shoulder back into to, to better.
2: Yep. I'm excited to, I'm excited to put you through that. that PT for it. But that's also something that, you know, not a lot of one-on-one coaches necessarily have is I, I've been a nurse for almost 10 years and I have like orthopedics and sports medicine background. So as far as like assessing issues and things like that, I've worked with orthopedic surgeons in clinics and in the OR and I've, I've got a more extensive, extensive knowledge I would like to say than most other coaches, unless that's been something that they've specifically, you know, dived into in their Mm -hmm. career. But then also, I've taken courses as a coach from physical therapists and from groups who specialize in, in, you know, risk and injury prevention, um, and treatment. So, I mean, I'm not a physical therapist, obviously, no. but my job is to bridge that gap. And that way you don't have to stop doing what you love and go see a physical therapist unless it's absolutely necessary, which is, of course, where my professionality and doing assessments comes in. It's something that needs to happen, um, with anybody. Um, but I think that that's what sets me apart from a lot of people is just that, like you said, it, it just kind of harkens back to the whole cookie cutter thing. Like it's just not, it's not a thing.
1: Yeah. It's not a cookie cutter. And that's, that's the best part is it's when things are going wrong. Like, you know, today it's one of those, Oh, Hey, my shoulders. Mm -hmm. And you're like, okay, that's something we need to PT. And that's the nice part about having a coach like you, where it's like, Oh, Hey, this is an issue. Let's work on that. Mm -hmm. And if you have the cookie cutter program, you can't. Mm -hmm. There's no way to be, hey, my shoulder's bugging me. And the program's not going to be like, oh, hey, let's, because yeah. it's just, it's a cookie cutter. It's, yeah. this is what it is for you. This is what it is for them. This is what it is for anyone who gets mm-hmm. it. So
0: your,
2: your program's not going to say, all right, well, let's do a range of motion assessment. Yeah. Let's do a strength balance assessment. Let's assess for pain during your workouts. Let's apply these interventions for this specific period of time. And then we will reassess if there's no change, then I'm going to refer you to a physical therapist and somebody that needs to look at it. Unless there's another red light finding before that, where that's where a scale that I've been taught and use red, yellow, green. Green obviously means go yellow means oh, let's proceed with caution. And red means no, absolutely not. You're going to go see the doctor. Yeah. Um. And so.
1: Which is another good thing. I mean, someone like you who's going to be like, "Hey, okay, from what you're telling me, something sounds like it's not right," and you, we either need to back off or, "Hey, that sounds really not right. You need to go see a doctor." Exactly. You know, a cookie cutter program. It's like if you did something, you may be doing more damage. Yeah. You know, like I said, my my more damage was my knee Mm -hmm. when I heard it and then said, "Oh, well." You know, I already signed up for this race and I want the cool medal, you know. Um, so I pushed, you know, and uh, did I get the cool medal? I did. I got the cool little Cascades medal that says I did, you know, Seattle and Portland half marathons in the same, same year. Right. But what did I do? But at what what, cost? At what cost? I couldn't run for a year and Mm -hmm. I ended up getting all the weight back because my, I tore my knee up. Mm -hmm. So, and it's like, you know, if I'd had a coach, they probably would have been like, Hey, You've got a little bit of problem there. So you should
2: probably train for this. Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh yeah. And that's it. And that's the thing. It's
2: yeah. Felicia's saying it's nice to hear Mike own it and, and, and live into that experience. And that's
1: been a hard thing for me over the years to really get to that point of, you know, I've really like, you've heard me, I've owned the whole thing with my foot. I made the wrong choices after I hurt my foot. Yeah. It wasn't, you know, I can't sit there and be like, Oh, because of my foot, I got fat. No, Mm -hmm. because of my choices after I hurt my foot, Mm -hmm. I got bigger and I gained weight. Mm-hmm. because I made choices to not continue to work. Yeah. Um, it's like one of the things that bugs me the most. I saw the post this morning that said, oh, hey, it's been four years, four-year anniversary, and I'm like, I've made a post when mm-hmm. I, right after it happened, said, hey, what workouts can I do for my upper body so mm-hmm. I'm not losing all this stuff that I've done? Mm-hmm. But then I never followed up on it. Yeah. It's like, oh, I can't run. I can't do anything.
2: And it's one of those perspectives, too, where it's like validate your own feelings and validate your own frustration from it, but then also realize that there's people out there who are missing limbs, who are doing more <laughs> than we are. And it's it's like their experience, obviously, is totally different. And of is- course, your feelings of frustration are valid. But what you do with those feelings no. is what really matters
1: no. a lot. And, and it's, you know, you know uh, uh, really, it's not what happens to us in life. It's how we react to it. And that mm-hmm. was my I made that mistake. And I'm willing to own up to it. And that's why I'm now I'm pushing hard and I'm going to fix Mm -hmm. the bad mistakes I made just because I made bad mistakes about my weight and everything else Mm -hmm. for the last four years. Doesn't mean that I have to live with it. I can change that.
0: So
2: I think one of my favorite things to coach with people really is, um, helping them shift to the decision-making tree. So, all right, this is something that is in my control. It's up to me to make this decision for myself. It's up to me to make this decision so that I'm setting a good example for the people that care about me in my life. And I I hearken it back to the example of like when I first started and I wanted to go gung-ho in Spartan Race and like, oh, just be awesome and like love that experience. So many people in my family and my my friends circle at that time were like, yeah, all right. Well, when you decide to give that up, let me know. Because I had a habit, of course, of giving up on myself in certain aspects as far as taking care of myself. I was obviously very committed to my, my education and my career, but I did not have a history really of taking care of myself. I partied, I smoked, I drank, you know, I was out. I was just, I wasn't making good choices overall. And so, um, once you start living into that, it takes time obviously, but people start to see that and they start to respect that about you and they start to expect it from you. Um, and then they are able to call you out and be like, Hey Mike, you know, like I noticed you've been, you've been kind of down lately. You haven't really been working out what's going on because it's out of the norm for you. So
1: where before um, working out was, out of the norm but yeah. now it's and you know now it's, it's those,
2: expected <laughs> yeah, it is you and can't get out of it
1: <laughs> it's like our, our good friend Jesse always says always forward
2: yes always that's forward that's what
1: he always says always mm-hmm. forward and that's always what you got to look at and as someone else said to me they're like start today
2: mm-hmm.
1: doesn't matter what happened yesterday doesn't yeah. matter anything you have a fresh new start today and you, you can make decisions on what you're going to do from today mm-hmm. you can't decide what you're going to do tomorrow because it's already over yep. so look at today and say okay today is my start yep. you know
2: or like so. Jesse will also say like your time is now.
1: Yeah. Time is now.
2: Yeah. It's so. like, a, it's a call to action to yourself to wake the hell up.
1: Yeah. Wake right up,
2: is. realize that no, your life does not have to be triathlons and juicing. If that's not what you want to do, if that's what you want to do, go for it. But like, that doesn't have to be what your life is. Yeah. But if you want to be able to live your life for a long time and enjoy the body that you're in, we use the slogan from my, my gym gargoyle strength. It's protect your temple. Yeah. Like this is the plate you need to live into your body yep. and you treat it well. Um, so my last thing that this is my favorite part of my check-ins, it's not Uh-oh. really a question, um, but it's the very end and you might have seen it. It says is- any additional info for coach?
1: Not that I can think of. It. I've told you most of it. And this is the part where, you know, I'm going to tell you, you know, thank you. I mean, it's one of those things that thank you for being personal. Thank you for looking at my temple. And how I need to take care of my temple, um, rather than hey, this is how you would take care of everyone's temple. Mm-hmm. No, it's mine, and yep. that's the, that's the one you're focused on, and that's that's what makes me happy. Good is that you're the coach that's focusing on me. Good, you know, yeah, yep. individualized attention, as Felicia says. So it's
2: that's always it's, the part of the check-ins that I love because I yeah. get feedback on how people are truly feeling, yep. and it's also where a lot of people leave really funny jokes. But like also they'll leave funny jokes in the sleep section like Sandy the other day. And yeah, Sandy, I'm going to say this because it cracked me the hell up. She's like, well, my sleep wasn't that great. There was one night where I, I woke up at like midnight and I started wondering if, if worms have ears and penguins have kneecaps. And I that just ruined my night. <laughs> so you know what I'm doing? I'm looking up on Google, do worms have ears? <laughs> and then in her check-in, I'm like, okay, well, first off, worms actually don't have ears. And secondly, penguins do have kneecaps. And according to the Google, they are extremely large for their species. So there's that for you. <laughs> now let's dive into your check-in. And <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't know a lot of other coaches it'll be that goofy but that's just who i am
1: but it's fun well it's you know honestly it's like today doing doing the run i mean we we you know talked back we went back to hawaii which for those that you know elise was with me in hawaii when i had the broken foot and i'm like i'm going for it and i failed the the beast and i wasn't going to do the uh, the super the next day i'm like i'm done yeah this is i'm completely demoralized i don't want to do this and brandon's like well if you're not doing it i'm not doing it i'm like well you're a dick now i have to do it (laughs) So I went out there and Elise was with us and it was so funny when we first started. Like Elise basically waved her butt at me and said, Follow this. Let's go. And let's go. And that was kind of it. So today while we're doing the <laughs> the green beret.
2: People are gonna be like, Who the heck is this chick?
1: She was in front of me and I'm like, hey, it's just look like at Hawaii, but a better view. And then it was just <laughs> so it's
2: it's okay. Let me just <laughs> we have As a professional, it's that important, important that, that you learn yes. what motivates your clients. <laughs>
1: Yes, yes.
2: And friends. Yes. First and foremost, let's let's just yes. realize. We have been friends for a long time. We've been friends for a while. Yes. And so, uh and, and we're we're more than friends, we're
1: family. Mike so.
2: just started paying me for coaching. Yes. This is not included in everybody's <laughs> coaching packages. <laughs> This is not something that is an amenity no. in this. So I just want to make that a we're, we're, we're clear. more
1: than friends. We're family. So we, we can make those bad jokes. So
2: by the way, also, yes, my fiance is aware of that happening. Okay. Yeah, so. she, I
1: told him the story when we finished. He laughed too, so
2: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. And I, I have no problem with that. I love Razin. I I mean I like to think of the the fact that like I'm around a lot of really inappropriate jokes yes. a lot because of my Spartan racing family but also because of my gym family. I, I mean and basically I'm out there slanging weights with a bunch of dudes all the time and so yeah. it gets a little raunchy sometimes. Oh, I'm sure. I have a mouth and I know it and I'm not yeah. you know try to bring it out yeah, when it's important to yeah.
1: and yeah. when it's appropriate yeah. to. <laughs>
2: yeah. All
1: right. So is that the whole check-in? That's your that's whole it? check-in for this week so, and that's So see if that's, every week. that's the way the, you know, the, you know coaching works and it's it's great now i I mean i love it it's she uses an app and she sends them to me the great part about the app is anything i have a question on there's videos yep so a lot of these things i'm like what what is that Mm -hmm. you know what's a v up and then it shows me the the video and then i can like oh okay i know what that is i've seen that before i just didn't know that's what it was called yeah so it's all part of the program it's all great um That way – because I know a lot of people like, well, what if I don't know what I'm supposed to do? Because there's YouTube videos. They show YouTube videos of how to do it. And if you have a question, you know how to get a hold of her. Exactly.
2: Um, And I'm usually pretty responsive pretty quickly. Um, I mean I work part-time at a clinic, so all of my clients are aware of like what hours I'm at mm -hmm. work work versus what hours I'm working from home. And so um, I set myself up for success by making sure my clients have – everything they could possibly need and yep. as much detail as possible for everything. But I also put in there disclaimers, like if this is a movement that's either too difficult for you, or you're not really sure if you're executing it properly, please take a video and send it to me because I'm clearly not there. And if it really does end up being an issue, I've done this with my mom a few times too, because she's one of my clients. Um, she had some hip and some low back problems and she now has some, some neck problems that she's working with from her posture. And so we're working on that as well. Um, but something as simple for her as like doing a deadlift. Right? People are like, oh, I don't I don't deadlift. Okay, first off, BS. Okay, I'm gonna call you on that. Do you not pick anything up off the ground? Yeah, that's 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 a deadlift, by the way. Just for anybody who's concerned about it, you do deadlift, hopefully on a daily basis. Now, your success in picking up a heavier object is gonna be dependent on if you do it well. Yeah. And so for her, she's like, I'm not really sure I'm doing this right. So we get on a call, it's very simple. We go through whatever messenger app we need to do. Or she takes a video and sends it to me. It's pretty awesome. Like it's super convenient for the client because you don't have to stop and wait and be in a class with me or wait for me to answer my phone. You can literally just zap something real quick and send it over my way and then continue on about your merry way and get your shit done. Like it's just super, I I freaking love it. I love it.
1: And for me, it's one of those things that's great is I can do it when I want to. Yeah. Like I said, we talked earlier about my schedule and stuff like that. And that's what's great. She sends it to me and it's like, hey, for my today, this is my workout. I look at the app. Oh, okay, cool. And then... There's been times at ten thirty at night I'm like, Oh, I need to go do my workout. Yeah. And I'll go into my, my little workout room and do my workout and then go to bed. Yeah. You know, or there's other times it's like, Well, it's gonna be a busy day, I should probably do it now and I do it in the morning. Yep. So Yep. Yeah.
2: Awesome. So. you did a great job this week. I'm really proud of you. Thank you. Yeah.
0: I'm trying yeah so and
2: you are you're putting in the work the that's the thing i tell all of my clients is like people will say like thank you so much for making me do this i'm not making you do shit so, like I'm yeah just, you're paying me but i'm i'm pretty sure you've probably paid for things in the past and then just not done it yeah. you know it people do that all the time so i might you're be helping you light the pathway but you're walking it and it's important that you continue to walk it yeah. so, so doing a great job thank you yeah
1: thank you. Yay! Bye. So,
0: <laughs> is,
1: there, is there anything else you want to say to the listeners before we go
2: Um, no, just, you know, if this is something that you want to be a part of, if this is something that interests you and I mean, obviously you can ask Mike about his experience anytime you can reach out to me. I have, uh, I'm beselise at gmail.com. Uh, I am on Facebook, but I'm the most active on my Instagram. People ask me for a website all the time. You know, I don't have a website. I'm a small business. I don't have time for that. Like (laughs) I will communicate with you individually. That's what I care about more anyways is, is if I don't know you well, getting to know you better. And if I do know you well, you already know how to get a hold of me. Um, Instagram is beastily fit. I just try to keep it, you know, the same across the board to limit confusion. But I'm I'm usually pretty easy to find. I will not be easy to find from the 19th through the 26th of this month because I will literally be out of cell service. But.
1: I wish I'm always around.
2: Mm -hmm. Otherwise,
1: no. And she is, she's easy to get a hold of. I mean, I've sent her stuff all the time and she'll even like at breaks at work, send me videos of like her telling me to, to stop being stupid. (laughs) Yeah. But
2: (laughs) yeah, I'm always, I'm always mixing lives. Yeah. (laughs) Mixing my, my, my things that I do.
1: And we'll make sure too, that when we post this episode that it'll, you know, have her, her contact info. And I think Donald end up putting it on the our website too. So you can get in contact because we're going to try and bring her in once a, once a month. And have check-in. this this check-in once a month so everyone can kind of see really how this goes. I mean, normally we're going to have mo- – we'll have weekly check-ins. Yes. But for the podcast, we'll bring her in about once a month so we can we'll talk about everything. We'll
2: probably do some uh, Q&A type stuff too yeah. if people have questions about yep. specific things.
1: And then, yeah, we'll do that too. We'll put stuff up on the uh, the website so people can send questions so that we can go back and say, okay, you know, so-and-so had this question, you know, and we can talk about it and go through that. So, for sure. And it's one of those things like, you know, the more movement, physical therapy kind of – not real physical therapy but you know what i mean so yeah. um the nutrition she's working on and that's one thing that i i love about at least too she's the integrity so <laughs> where she's like you know i i'd love to talk to you about nutrition but i'm not there yet i don't have that certification mm-hmm. and i don't want to tell you something wrong so
2: yeah i'm not going to write sure. macros yeah. for you but i can tell you if you're eating right
1: yeah so. <laughs> She'll help you in any way she can. And she's, you know, if she's stepping over her boundaries, she'll make sure that you know that. So, you know, she's not just going to be like, yeah, sure. I'll tell you whatever you Mm want to hear. And Mm -hmm. because that's that's how people have injuries and have things go the wrong way. So,
2: well, Mike, thank you so much. First off, for finally trusting yourself enough to get stuff done that you actually ended up hiring me on as your coach, because that's a huge step. Most people can like what their coach is doing or their sorry potential coach is doing and and be all about the program but not trust themselves enough to get it done and it's just really cool to have seen you buy into yourself so thank you for trusting me with that
1: it's like i said i mean people listen to the podcast for what i guess we're over three years now um have heard me say for years that i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna do that and i'm gonna get better and i've always had an excuse not to Mm -hmm. so right now i've pretty much decided 2020 I, I finally said yes this is really my year of no excuses and then COVID happened and I'm like here's a real giant glaring yep. excuse right in front of me and I'm like I'm still not going to take it exactly this is this is not this is my year of no excuses and I'm finding a way to still continue doing this so super yeah. awesome yep
2: yay. yay love it
1: all right thank you um thank you Brian for talking earlier and Felicia's been here the whole time and you might have heard her a little bit on camera but, <laughs> or on the the the, the the microphone but yeah my brain <laughs> we're it. a little tired
2: from green, challenge. green break challenge killed
1: my body that yoke that brian built oh, e- the whole thing was horrible evil it was evil in such I a good
0: way i know i need to build.
1: <laughs> like i said i want to build one now yeah. i mean both of them both versions like yeah. the one you know but i was thinking more of a, a circular instead of the two by four mm. you know be a little more comfortable comfortable maybe a pool noodle or something mm. on there but
2: well he's going over the workout earlier and he's like so it's this this and, this. and i was like that sounds disgusting i like it yeah. let's go let's
1: do it <laughs> and then of course like we mentioned earlier he waited till we were three laps in
2: over halfway done all
1: of us we were in for the eight we we're like okay we're doing the eight let's do it and then he's like oh by the way we well, could have stopped no, well, at least one <laughs> Right, it's like we could have stopped a lap ago, just so you know. And, what?
2: Well, We <laughs> yeah. might as well finish
1: now. Well, we might as well at We're least here. finish the four. So, yeah. Oh,
2: Brian. Love so. you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. He's like 90% of the people that do this, they do it as a team, and everyone does two laps. So I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. So, right on. Well, thank you guys for coming. This was fun. Um, this was a great day. So, um, and we will talk to you all later.
0: Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the BeastNet podcast. If you haven't done it yet, find us on Facebook. Like and share the podcast. Give us a review on iTunes or Spotify. All these things will help to expand the show in the future. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear.